0: Welcome to the Put Yourself First podcast. This show is dedicated to empowering women like you to put yourself first and achieve your goals. I'm your host Kat Horrocks, a women's life and career coach based in Manchester, UK. Each week I'll be sharing stories, perspectives, and expertise from successful and inspiring women so you can feel empowered with the positive vibes and practical guidance to step into the next level version of you. So if you're craving more passion and purpose in your life or you're just looking for a boost in your busy day, make sure you're subscribed and let's dive in. I am taking you behind the scenes of the Put Yourself First Sisterhood. In case you didn't know, the Put Yourself First Sisterhood is my monthly group coaching membership and private sacred community of sisters dedicated to empowering you, of course, to put yourself first, but also to supercharge your personal growth and goals. So we come together every month to share a group coaching call. I lead the group with coaching tools, expertise, exercises for them to take away and we always have a theme of the month and of course with the support of your sisters you just get such a high level of support, accountability and positive boost that I don't think you can access in many other places, there's not really anything out there like this that I discovered and I wanted this, you know, I wanted this for myself and I know from speaking with my previous groups women have really wanted this because I love group coaching, I love group work, I think there's something so powerful in bringing women together in a circle like this whether it is online or in person, and the beauty of it being online is it doesn't matter where you are in the world. We have, mem- you know, we have a member in the US, which is amazing. Um, the girls, you know, from all over the UK, one of them has been living in Berlin, Germany. It's just so, so cool to bring women together like this. And when, when we do, you know, when we come together in a circle, the possibilities are endless, like the sky is the limit for what we can achieve. Because I'm sure you know from hanging out with your best girlfriends and the closest women in your life maybe it's not a girlfriend, maybe it's a mum, or a sister, or a cousin, or an auntie like the women in our lives who inspire us, who uplift us, who have our back being in conversation and community and growth together with those women is just magic and magic happens and I would love to invite you to head to my Instagram as well this week because of the launch of the sisterhood the doors are now open again just this week and to celebrate that I'm taking you behind the scenes in today's episode and I'll also be sharing some incredible stories and transformations that some of the girls have experienced in just a few months. So make sure you head to my Insta to check that out, and the link to join the Sisterhood will be in the show notes, as well as the link in my bio on Instagram. So I would absolutely love to see you in there. It's just £30 a month, which is a total bargain and really accessible considering these are tools, exercises, coaching, support that I usually only share with one-to-one clients for a much more premium price, yet in the sisterhood you get group access to that in your own private members area and you get this incredible community of your sisters who have got you back and, you know, it doesn't matter if you're new, if you're coming in this week and you're a bit shy, please just dive on in because everyone is so super friendly and supportive and you're just going to find it a really positive, safe space to come, share your dreams, share your goals and dedicate yourself to your personal growth in this incredible community. So whilst I'm tempted to just stay and gush about the membership all day long. I want to dive in to today's content so as I said I want to take you behind the scenes on some of the work that we've been doing over the past few months. So I launched the Sisterhood officially from June of 2020 and we've covered four topics since then because each month we have a new theme. So what I thought I would do is take you behind the scenes of each month, a little bit of a recap and share one of my personal favourite tools or exercises from the coaching that we did that month and what we worked on. So with that being said, June, our first month, was all about confidence and self-worth, self-belief. I thought, why not kick off with a big one, you know, (laughs) why not kick off with something that is a bit of a challenging topic to address in just a, you know, 60, 90 minute coaching call but something that every single woman I speak to either struggles with currently or has struggled with in the past and of course the purpose of the sisterhood is to empower women and to instill this You know, trust and power and confidence in themselves to know that they can achieve whatever they want to achieve and know they can go after their goals. So, one of my favorite exercises from this month was the best friend lens. And I know hearing from the girls, even now, you know, four months on in the Facebook group, in the group chat, they're still sharing about this exercise, they're still using it, they're still mentioning it to each other and recommending it and sharing with me how it's been so helpful for them. So I'm gonna share it with you and the best friend lens is an exercise I've coined based on The very, you know, popular quote and notion when we talk about being kind to yourself and believing in yourself, you've probably heard the phrase or quote or advice, you know, speak to yourself as you would your best friend. I think most of us are familiar with that. And yet, in the moment when the inner critic is loud when that voice inside your head is saying the most critical, harsh, mean things to you, it is almost impossible to do that. So this exercise really helps you lay it all out and shift your perspective. It's almost like you're putting on a pair of glasses and looking at the situation through the lens of your best friend being in that specific situation. So you can use this for any scenario, any situation where that inner critic is just piping up and being loud and you're beating yourself up. So it could be that you've made a mistake, it could be an area you're not as confident in, it could be anything. And what I recommend is you do this exercise with pen and paper, at least for the beginning. Once you get into the groove of it and you kind of default to this mode, you'll find it easier to do, you know, in a notes app on your phone or I even say this, I even walk myself through this out loud. But for now, pen and paper is always the most powerful for really letting it sink in. So maybe you know feel free to mark where you're at right now on the podcast and come back to this later but I'm going to share and break down the exercise for you now. So the best friend lens, what you want to do is first of all objectively look at and describe the situation. So a great example that I can share From my personal experience, you know, maybe not now during coronavirus, but definitely earlier this year when I was busy heading out to meetings and, you know, doing more in person stuff, was running late and being in traffic. So that's the situation. Let's say I'm going to be, you know, I'm running 10 minutes late, I'm in my car, I can see on my sat nav it says, I'm going to get arrived 10 minutes later than scheduled and I'm panicking because I'm meeting a client, let's say. So that's objectively what is happening right now and that's really important because what that inner critic does is it blows the situation out of proportion. So looking at what is actually going on objectively rather than first thing, like jumping into that inner critic and that catastrophizing the situation, um, that is really, really key, to just take a step back, even just for a second. So then second, what you're going to do is brain dump all of the negative thoughts that are coming out. So, you know, let's say in that example, and of course if you were doing this in the car like if you were talking about being in the car you might have to do this later on you might have to you know if you're able to stop and pull over in the moment you can do but this still works really well if you're reflecting back on a situation that's already happened so secondly you would brain dump and just like spew out onto the page everything that you're telling yourself and this works really well for me out loud, because I'm already thinking the inner critic stuff, so I may as well just say it out loud, so I'll say, you know, oh my god Kat, you're such an idiot, you're always running late, why do you always do this, why can't you just leave on time, I don't understand, you're stupid, you're gonna be, you're gonna look really unprofessional, blah 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 blah, blah. so (laughs) you want to get it out, Um, you don't want to keep that stuff in your head because that is not a good thing to do, you know, when we leave stuff stagnant inside our body, inside our mind, it can, it can go off, you know, it can, it can stagnate, it can multiply, it can fester, like we want to get the negative stuff out, even if it means feeling it and having to acknowledge those bad feelings, it's so so important. So once you've done that, I then want you to imagine like you could literally imagine you're putting a pair of glasses on and or you could think about, you know, going for coffee with a friend and that friend asks you, that friend asks for your advice or they share that situation. So imagine you know you put this perspective on you put your best friend lens on and your best friend is sat across from you right now it doesn't have to be you know a friend like i say it could in the beginning you know any any person any woman in your life who you massively respect and love so much you know it could be your mom it could be it could be your boyfriend it could be anyone um but what you want to do is picture them sharing this situation with you word for word so imagine if you went for coffee with a friend or caught caught up with them at lunch or for drinks and they said you'll never guess what happened to me I was running 10 minutes late to a meeting today and I can't believe it because I always do this and blah 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 you know all of the negative stuff that you've just shared what would you say to them in that exact situation and I want you to write that down because that shift in perspective is going to be so key in order to put that into you know put that cheesy phrase that we all hear into practice because what you're going to do once you've wrote that down imagining you're saying it to your best friend is you're going to say it out loud to yourself so you're going to say out loud to yourself as you wrote it, it's okay, like it's not a big deal. Yes, you know, maybe you fucked up, maybe, you know, you made a mistake but you're only human and you know what, it's only 10 minutes, it's okay. I'm sure because you apologised, your client will understand and I'm sure they've been in the situ- that's exact situation before. We all have been there. Maybe, you know, maybe in future you could look to make sure you leave like with plenty of time and maybe plan to get there a little bit earlier, but don't beat yourself up because it's not a massive deal. So, how how much more rational and calmer and gentle is that approach? because that's the thing, we're always so much more forgiving and gentle towards someone else than we are ourselves and so just picturing that other person and writing out what you would say to them, it can be great in order for you to access that gentler side of yourself in this situation and what will tend to happen over time as you repeat this is you'll almost start to default into that kind of lens. So what happens to me now is I will, you know, I might be in a bad mood, I might be raging, I might be pissed off at myself or whatever. And I'll quite quickly now default and Shift into that kinder lens, that more gentle approach. So, I will say out loud, you know, in that situation, I would say out loud to myself in the car, it's okay, like, it's not a big deal. You know, you're just going to apologize, and they'll understand it's just a simple mistake. And you know what we're going to do tomorrow? We're going to set some really healthy boundaries around meetings and when you need to leave the house and so you know let's put an alarm in our phone to make sure we know exactly when we need to leave and let's not put too much on our plate tomorrow morning so that we can leave with plenty of time. So I find it easy to default into that now and it doesn't matter if you're not there yet and it doesn't matter if that takes you months of doing this and repeating this exercise to get there because you will get there. So that's the best friend lens and that is our confidence work that we did in June and I loved this topic because it was so great to kick off with, the girls got so many really quick wins and really amazing boosts to their confidence but like I said these tools are there for them to keep for life. So that's what's amazing about the group coaching calls every month and all of the exercises that they get. So July, July brought us stress, managing stress and overwhelm and burnout. So this was another huge topic that I felt was a big challenge to address, but a really, really important one. And of course the nature of my work, point yourself first, I am often talking about self-care, boundaries, burnout, you know, managing stress, looking after yourself, your well-being and so I wanted the girls to have some really practical, you know, really practical exercises and support in place to actually create systems in their everyday life for their well-being and self-care to be prioritised because I think with the conversation of stress and self-care and well-being it can be quite inaccessible and it can be quite fluffy so you know we all like we all know we need to look after ourselves more right we all know that modern life is more stressful and more taxing on our energy and body And yet it can feel like, you know, a lot of the content on self-care out there is like, babe, look after yourself, you deserve it. And then that's it. (laughs) Whereas because of the coaching I do and my, you know, emphasis on making it practical and applicable to your life, I broke down some really simple exercises and frameworks for the girls to make self-care and boundaries a seamless part of their everyday. So one of those, and I've mentioned this a lot on the podcast before, so you may be familiar with it, but it is always great to revisit even if you've done it before, and that one is your self-care non-negotiables, as I like to call them. So we all, you know, have our ideal version of self-care, we would all, you know, maybe for you, you would just, you would love it if you could just go to a two, you know, a a full spa day at the weekend, (laughs) or you would love it in an ideal world if you could do like an hours yoga session every morning, or you could, you know, only work three days a week and have two days off every week, but often like the aspirational side of self-care is inaccessible to the everyday woman because you're busy, (laughs) you've got a lot on, you juggle a lot and you have shit to do. So I come in and present to you your self-care non-negotiables list and this is a list that you can create for yourself to remind yourself of the non-negotiable things that you absolutely need to prioritise in order to feel your best. Even on weeks that you're super busy, even when your time is more limited, even when your energy is more limited, you can still and you should still be able to access these self-care routines, boundaries, tips, whatever is on there and the beauty of this is it is totally 100% unique to you because self-care is unique to you you know there's no point me coming on and talking about stress and self-care and saying oh just have a bubble bath because if that's not what you want to do then that is not going to be a you know a worthy use of your time and it's not going to improve your well-being in the way that you deserve from this work So thinking about, you know, the things that you know you need to thrive, not just survive, thrive. And a lot of these, especially in the beginning of this, will be very basic and that's the beauty of it because what I want for you is for this list to be so simple and you know seamlessly fitting into your everyday routine that it it can be a non-negotiable for you to make time for these things so some of mine are non negotiable is seven eight hours of sleep every night I know that can be a struggle for some people but for me that is my number one and if I don't get that everything else suffers another one of mine is having at least one day off a week so I work for myself and sometimes I end up you know having a random call on one day at the weekend like the group calls if you join us in the sisterhood usually the group calls are on a Sunday afternoon or sometimes I'll have another event on or whatever is going on but my non-negotiable is one full day off a week And by that, I mean one day where I do nothing that could be, you know, could be perceived as productive in my career. (laughs) So I try not to go on social media. I try to just like, you know, go out for a walk with the dog, see friends, spend time with Adam, like family, whatever I want to do. So that is another example of mine. Yours could be you really value a need to sit down at the table you know phone free tech free and eat your meals so you want to have your breakfast at the table in the morning whilst you maybe listen to the radio or a podcast or whatever you know same for lunch maybe you want to spend time with your family every evening eating dinner Um, I know that's one of ours as well so these can be so so simple but you knowing yourself from experience that if you get these things right, then you feel your best. And again, it's not about making it unrealistic, it's not about putting too much on your plate, but when you come up against those super busy weeks, like you've got a deadline at work, or you've got family commitments, or you've got something else going on, on top of everything else, you can come to this list, and think on, you know, maybe a Sunday afternoon, you're looking at your diary and you're thinking, oh shit, this week is busy, you know, this week is going to be hectic. I want to choose how I feel this week and I want to choose to top up my well-being and feel my absolute best this week so that I have the most energy to bring to this work and that deadline or I can be super patient with my family going through this difficult time. So I'm going to schedule my three workouts, I'm going to make sure I have, you know, my meals at the table, I'm going to make sure I do my 10-minute meditation, whatever it is on this list, you can come back to it and make time for it. So that is stress and overwhelm. August last month was oh, a really, really good one. We dived in to perfectionism and procrastination and the reason I made that funny noise is for me this really felt like a huge breakthrough month I mean all the months are amazing all the content that all the stuff that we've dived into together in the sisterhood has been fab but something about perfectionism and procrastination because it's such a loaded topic um the girls just really responded to it and really stepped up to the plate to overcome these things and we had some major, major breakthroughs in August. So procrastination and perfectionism and if you, another thing I need to say is if you do join us, you have access to all of this. So if you want to go back and watch every single coaching call we've done so far and get all of this information and all of these exercises then you can dive straight in as soon as you join us, you get your login details straight away and you have access to these videos for as long as you're a member. So one of the things that I love to talk about with um, particularly perfectionism but also procrastination because they are so interlinked and you'll learn more about my ethos and approach to that in the call if you join. I love to challenge perfectionists and I say this as a recovering perfectionist myself, I love to challenge perfectionists to take messy imperfect action. So that was one of the things we talked about in the previous month's call because what happens with perfectionism, particularly in areas where you know deep down you could just give it a go, (laughs) you know deep down you could just take the first step, you might even know exactly what the first step is, it could be, you know, pressing send on an email or it could be going to that first class, signing up, you know, it could be anything but what tends to happen is we procrastinate and put it off because we're waiting for the perfect time, we're waiting for the perfect conditions, we're waiting for ourselves to be perfect and we're putting this sky-high expectation on ourselves and on how it has to be before we can dive in and move towards the things that we want to do and the life that we want to live and that is total you know that is a total tragedy to me because I want you to be taking messy and perfect action towards your dream life because that is the only way you're going to get there and a great way to reflect on this before you maybe set yourself a challenge is think about areas of your life and you can grab a journal and write these answers out Think about an area of your life, maybe right now listening to this, where you began and you were messy and you were imperfect and maybe you totally fucked it up (laughs) and you were really bad at it. One of the biggest examples that I talk about is driving. Driving comes up a lot for me in my you know in my coaching calls for whatever reason it's always a good analogy and we you know anyone who knows knows how to drive who has a driving license or you know if you don't have a driving license think about learning to ride a bike or you know any other mode of transport motorbike whatever we can all remember that first lesson right when you get in the car with your instructor and you're behind the wheel, and you just, like, I was, I was a nervous wreck, I don't know about you girls, but I was a nervous wreck, my hands were shaking, I could barely, like, put my feet on the accelerator, because my foot was shaking so much, and yet, my instructor, you know, walked me through it, she gave me a step-by-step of how to find my clutch and, you know, move move off, like, get the car going, and all of a sudden, I was driving, you know, and I was driving badly, I was stalling, I was messing it up, and yet, I went back the next week, and the week after that, and the week after that, despite knowing that essentially I was shit at driving I still went back because I had to be shit at driving in order to be really good at driving and in our logical rational brain we all know that like we all know that in order for something to be great you have to be willing to let it be messy so examples like that can be a great reminder of points in our life where we've allowed ourselves to be imperfect and trusted that that is the only way forward in order to grow, in order to learn, in order to leave that damn comfort zone behind. So maybe write that example down that where, you know, whatever example you have, it could be an, an example in your career, it could be a skill like driving, it could be, um, you know, learning, learning a language or a specific hobby or sport that you love, you know, you were probably a complete beginner and really bad at it at one point and yet you allowed yourself to be messy and imperfect. That can be a great thing to fall back on and remind yourself of in those moments and whenever you're coming up against that perfectionism, challenge yourself to take messy imperfect action. So I'll continually challenge myself to let something be good enough and just get it out this really resonates for me in my business and I know it will for you if you run a business if you have a hobby if you have a side hustle you know in the workplace we we reread something you know we look over it hundreds like dozens hundreds of times we get everyone else to check it, we need like all of this validation, we need all of this you know faffing, like tweaking it for no reason because it's good enough before we can be like okay it's completely perfect, I can put it out and some of us never even get there, how many of us have left stuff in drafts and left you know blog posts that have been half written and just abandoned because we were too scared to allow ourselves to just let it, to just get it out there and let it be good enough. So I'll challenge myself, Cat. how can you get this out there and let it be good enough? That is a great way to overcome perfectionism with any tasks and then accountability and laying, you know, drawing a line in the sand putting a flag in the sand whatever the bloody analogy is I can't think of it right now but (laughs) let's say you're waiting for the perfect time to sign up for that class like when is the perfect time babe let it be messy let yourself get there and be a total beginner and you know challenge yourself to go to that first class and trust and know that you're gonna fuck it up and it's okay and it's totally needed in order for you to be better, whether it be a language, whether it be a physical, you know, fitness store, physical activity, sport, whatever. So take messy, imperfect action and continue to challenge yourself to do that whenever you notice imperfectionism cropping up. And lastly, Last but definitely not least, this one is a little left field compared to the previous topics but still so so important and one that I am personally passionate about after doing years and years of work on this myself. Of course I myself have done all of the previous work on stress, on confidence, on perfectionism but if I'm totally honest this topic this month In September, when you're listening to this, is a really, really challenging one for me, and has been, you know, has challenged me personally to overcome it and to improve my mindset in this area. And that one is money mindset and abundance mindset. So, a lot of the sisters and a lot of the women that I speak to have, you know goals and desires and dreams to build their incredible business idea or find their dream career path and money is such a hot topic when it comes to this area of your life but also the funny thing is money is everything (laughs) you know money like everything needs money, right? Every area of your life, every goal that you have, money is probably interlinked with it in some way because if you want to travel the world, that costs money. If you want to buy a dream first home, that deposit needs to be saved. So money is such an important conversation to be having as it relates to our personal growth and goals because the fact is, you know, money is the is the global currency and having the money that you desire and the money that you need, the money that you want, whatever language you you want to you want to share with that. That is something you need to focus on and address if you're going to get that end goal. And what's crazy about money and what makes it you know, weird and awkward and taboo, is we have so much stuff wrapped up around our money mindset and our money beliefs. And in this call in particular, um, I think this is going to be a huge, like if you struggle with this, I did the call last week when I'm recording this, we were sat there for two hours because I just had so much to say and I'm even going to do an extra Facebook live for the coaching girls um, on this because it's such a passion of mine and in that call I was talking a lot about abundance and what abundance means to me and I'm not going to go too much into it because I do have a whole podcast episode about scarcity versus abundance mindset if you want to scroll back and listen to that one but in a nutshell abundance to me Means having more than enough and knowing that there is plenty to go around and that there is an infinite amount of resources available to us. And just because someone else has something does not mean that I can't have it. So abundance beats procrastinate, beats comparison. Abundance allows us to be grateful abundance allows us to celebrate other people for their success and you know cheering them on when they have what we want and ironically what happens then is you're actually lining yourself up with the frequency of receiving that thing too because the very fact that someone else has your dream job or someone else has the business you want someone else has that incredible home, someone else has that perfect partner, someone else is travelling the world and living the best life. The very fact that, maybe not during coronavirus, but you know, next year pending, um, the very fact that other people are doing it means that it is possible for you, because if if, if it's accessible to them, if they can access that, you can too. So, one of the super simple ways that I love to feel more abundant because that's another thing feeling that way and tapping into that mindset is so much more about feeling than it is logically trying to explain it because this topic it, do, it does involve a little bit of magic and it does involve you know what some people refer to as the law of attraction I would refer to it as, you know, the universe has your back, what you, you know, what, what the energy that you bring and the frequency that you live your life on is what is gonna, you know, vibrate and return back to you. So how can we access this amazing emotion around money and around abundance? One of the easiest things you can do is create what I like to call energetic upgrades or abundance upgrades or bougie bitch upgrades, whatever the, whatever you want to call them. Um, these are really small things that you can do on a daily basis if you want, on a monthly basis if you want to pick a treat for yourself every month and what you're going to do is look at an area of your day or an area of your life and think about how you can make it feel more abundant or upgrade upgrade yourself in that area because if you feel good, that is like the name of the game. <laughs> if you feel good, especially around money, that is gonna help you attract more money. And if you can feel you know, if you can feel all the things that you want to feel when you have that end goal, so when you have that house deposit, when you have um, that flight booked, when you have that dream business, if you can start feeling all those feelings now, you're going to be moving towards it at a monumental pace compared to if you were just in your rational logical mind trying to, you know, trying to plan your way towards it. So what you can look at in these areas is where you perhaps don't feel so abundant and what you can do to change that. So a great example is um, something really, you know, really simple like your underwear drawer. If you want to feel sexy, confident abundant you know like a strong independent woman and you've got knickers in your drawer that have holes in like babe you need to upgrade that you deserve to upgrade your underwear drawer to like you know maybe you want to get beautiful organic cotton undies or whatever whatever you want you know sexy lingerie whatever is going to make you feel good and it doesn't have to be like super expensive things, it could be something small like that. One of my personal examples recently, I was sleeping with this really old tatty eye mask and one day I just thought like why am I putting, why am I going to bed every night doing something that is so important to me which is getting enough sleep as I just said before and sleeping with this horrible eye mask which was like falling apart because I'd accidentally put it through the dryer so I went on Amazon and I found the nicest plushiest looking eye mask I could find and guess what it was like a tenner so it wasn't even that much and that for me is an abundant upgrade another example is How can you make yourself feel whilst you're interacting with your money? So for a long time I looked at my bookkeeping and my taxes in my business as this boring, you know, unglamorous, unsexy thing that I hated. I hated looking at numbers, I hated maths at school, I didn't want to look at it and yet I was saying to myself, oh I want to earn this much, I want to make this many sales this month, I want to have this successful business and my actions and my energy and my emotion was not lining up with that goal because you can damn well believe I am not gonna (laughs) attract more money if I'm looking at the money that I have and looking at my business finances with such disdain. So something super simple that I do is I was like, why can't, like, and taxes are universally this really negative thing, right? Everyone is like, oh, tax season. And I I get it, like, I totally get it. But I thought, why can't taxes be fun? Why can't taxes be, you know, a party? (laughs) Because to me, money is, money is exciting. Money is pleasurable. You know, having a successful business is fulfilling and empowering and exciting and full of joy for me. So why can't I feel that way around my taxes and around money and around bookkeeping? So I literally have a party to myself every Friday when I do my receipts and it's so silly, but it works. And I've noticed so many shifts in how I feel about my finances since doing that. And you can do this with your own personal budgeting. You can do this with your debt management. Like, if you sit down with your partner every month and you financially plan together or you look at your credit cards or whatever, why the hell not like put some tunes on and dance around and celebrate, you know, celebrate the debt you're paying off, celebrate how much you've saved, celebrate yourself because that is a total abundance upgrade and you will attract more and you will attract better things by doing that. So those are the four months. I can't believe I've spoke for this long, this is probably the longest podcast solo I've done, hope you're still around for the ride. Um, I loved sharing these behind the scenes with you and I hope these tips and exercises are going to support you so much, like I said, maybe one to um, download and come back to, I might make like a queue, maybe not cute but I might do like a google doc right now and send, you know, put the link in the show notes as well to just give you a breakdown of everything if you're listening on the go and you want to have all the exercises to hand, and you don't know the timestamps. Um, I'll go ahead and do that now, so you've got them. And like I said, the sisterhood doors are open now for the next week. So this podcast is coming out. What date is it coming out, Cat? Let me get my calendar up. So this podcast, if you're listening to it on the day it goes live, on Monday, the twenty-first of September. 2020. The doors are open for a week. So you've got a week left to join us. Doors close midnight at UK time on Sunday, the 27th of September 2020. And I would love you to join us. It's £30 a month, it's a rolling subscription. Um, cancel any time. All of the details you need are in the show notes. Click the link join us. Um, Spaces are limited so I would love you to dive right in and we'll see you in there. Once you join you'll have instant access to all of the coaching tools and topics I've just mentioned for all the previous months and you'll have access to them for as long as you remember. So you can come back to them anytime you're struggling with these individual topics and there's a ton of resources available to you. So head to the show notes to join us and once you're in, you know, there'll be a private Facebook group. There's just so much support and community available to you and the girls will be so thrilled and excited to meet you. So come on in, and welcome to the sisterhood if you've already joined us, if you were on the VIP waitlist you would have had the chance to join last week Um, and if you, you know, are are listening to this after doors close and you missed out, I'm really sorry, but what you can do is join the waitlist and you will be in the know whenever the doors open again in future, probably either end of this year or 2021 so join the waitlist to get instant access and extra goodies and other stuff when we open again that is everything if you have any questions about the coaching tools that i've shared today hit me up on instagram and hit me up on instagram to hear some incredible stories and testimonials and like don't just take my word for it hear from other sisterhood members i'll see you there i'm at cat underscore horrocks on there have a fab day love you loads put yourself first see you soon thank you for tuning in to put yourself first today if you resonated with this episode don't forget to subscribe in your podcast app so you don't miss another one and please consider leaving a rating and review in apple podcasts and if you know another woman who needs to hear this one today why not message her now with the link to keep up with me, access more free resources, find out more about one-on-one and group coaching, or to just drop by and say hi, find me at cat on Instagram or head to cathorrox.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to put yourself first.